Baxter with realestatetalkdenver.com and I'm joined today by Cheryl Jordan with Aegis Real Estate from Golden, Colorado. And um, Cheryl has been in the real estate business for a long time and um, she's gonna tell us a little bit more about Aegis Real Estate and what she does and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about something that she specializes in that we actually get a lot of questions about 1031 exchanges, which is a big topic these days with people mm -hmm. um, realizing so much appreciation in their homes and gaining equity and having to figure out what to do with that equity. Right. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Cheryl. How long have you been doing real estate? So RJ, I got into real estate in 2003. Okay. Um, been doing it ever since we started our company about seven years ago. Okay. Uh, we headquartered, we are headquartered in Golden. Um, before becoming a real estate broker, I was a CPA with the government for 16 years. With the government? With the government. Okay. What were you doing? Just like a regular CPA would do with the government? We, I was in uh, business auditing. So auditing okay. Uh, medium to large businesses is, was my um, okay. specialty. So you were the one that they sent in? I was the one. <laughs> no, just, <laughs> just messing with you. Um, so has that been a, a, a big benefit with being a real estate agent to have that background? It has, RJ, and we're trying to specialize kind of in the 1031 exchange area, which mm -hmm. obviously in my prior career I worked with quite a bit. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that having done that before, it was a natural progression in the 1031 niche. Right. It, it definitely has been a, a good ex experience in my real estate career. Okay. So, so Aegis has been um, your company for seven years? Seven, seven years. We started okay. Aegis. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Aegis, from my understanding, is in Golden. Is that right? We're located right in downtown Golden, on the east side of Golden. We have a uh, brick and mortar building. It's an 1867 house okay. that we converted. Um, so we are, yeah, we're right downtown. Okay. Okay. Well, that's pretty neat that you converted it. We did. It was a great project. We started and kind of gutted the whole thing and designed the space ourselves. And uh -huh. so, yeah, we love our, our space. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. So what parts of town do you specialize in? Are you just only in Golden or do you work in other areas? We, our niche is the kind of the West Metro area, okay. RJ. Um, we specialize Westminster, Wheat Ridge, Arvada, Golden, Evergreen, Morrison. We all have grown up in that area where there's five brokers at Aegis and mm -hmm. truly we know that area very well. Okay. So. Okay. And. Um, so for 1031 exchanges, is that mainly something that people um, who are buying a new primary residence would use or investment properties or it's what sorts of people take advantage of that? It's a great question, RJ. 1031 exchange is only available for investment and business properties. It's not available okay. for your primary residence. It's a great way to legally avoid paying tax on the sale of your business or investment property. Okay, interesting. So. Explain to me a little bit more mm -hmm. about what a 1031 exchange is. If, so if someone listening doesn't know what it is. Right, it's, and it's really not complicated. It sounds, you know, you think IRS code is very complicated. What the 1031 code allows you to do is you're going to sell your investment property. Let's say you own a rental property. You're gonna be okay. able to sell that property. You're going to have to reinvest in a new property that's the value is equal to or greater than that property you're selling but then okay. you have no tax on that new property, on the sale of the property. Oh, okay, okay. So, so let's say someone does that and they, they're able to avoid paying taxes on the gain. Mm 
Um, what about when they then sell that property that they bought with those proceeds? So you will still have to continue to do 1031 exchanges. At, when you pass away, your heirs will then get that property basically at the basis. So you've avoided tax your whole life okay. on that property. So what happens when you sell it, there's nothing for you to worry about when you sell it. You're going to do what's uh, called, you're going to hire an intermediary is what's going to happen. Okay. So we as real estate brokers will help you find an intermediary. The most important thing is that when you sell that property, you cannot touch those proceeds. So at closing, okay. the intermediary is going to go ahead and the title company is going to send those funds to the intermediary. Okay. Okay, that's kind of the first step, RJ. Okay. So, and, and that's the most important thing for people to know is you cannot sell your property and then later on decide, hey, I want to do a 1031 exchange. Okay. You must do it at the time that you sell that investment property or business property. Interesting. So you, you wouldn't be able to sell and then two weeks later decide you want to do a 1031? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Once you touch the proceeds, like if you get a check from the title company, if the money goes into your account, you're done with the 1031. So okay. what happens is, so let's say you do, you sell your property today. The proceeds, the title company is going to wire those proceeds to the 1031 exchange company. The 1031 company is then going to have you fill out a form. And on that form, RJ, you have three properties that you're going to identify, okay? Mm -hmm. Within 45 days of that closing, you must identify three properties within 45 days. So you've okay. got a little bit of time. Okay. So that's the second step. You have to identify after you're at your closing or within 45 days, the three properties that you would like to replace the property that you just sold with. So so it could be any one of the three that you choose? Is that what you well, do? you're going to just or choose them. That's the second step. All you're going to do is they're going to give you a form from the intermediary company and you're going to mm -hmm. list you know, one Main Street, two Main Street, and three Main Street within 45 days of that closing. Okay. The next step after that is you must close on one of those three properties within okay, 180 days. Okay. So, and it's not, it's calendar days. We don't count business, you know, every day counts. It's not business days as in, you know, some transactions. It's 180 days. Okay. And the IRS is very strict about that rule. So. So 181 days and you have to pay the gain. You have to pay tax. Okay. Correct, on the sale. So, step one, you're going to list your property for sale and hire an intermediary. Step two, you will get a form from the intermediary on that form, you're going to list three properties within 45 days. Step three, you're going to close on one of those properties within 180 days from the okay. closing of the sale of that investment property. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, um, who who is the intermediary? Is that you, or who serves as that person? It's it's not us, RJ. It has to be someone that's not a party to the transaction. And there are many many companies that are intermediaries. Um, 1031 Exchange Company. First Bank okay. actually has a really good um, 1031 company. Okay. Um, they're bonded. They're going to be holding a lot of money. So it has sure. to be a company that you trust because they're going to be holding your proceeds. If you sell your property for $500,000 mm -hmm. and you get a, you know, those are your proceeds, that is going to go to that intermediary company until you close on the replacement property. 
So it has to be a company that um, we trust. And that's where real estate brokers really come into play because we will recommend mm -hmm. a, a good trusted 1031 intermediary company for you guys. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so let's say that someone tries to do a 1031 exchange and mm -hmm. for some reason one of the steps was missed or they don't do it in time or whatever. Mm -hmm. How, how do you calculate the gain? Like if they don't take advantage of this, how much uh, capital gains do they have to pay? That's gonna be a little more complicated question for your CPA, but hopefully you're not gonna run into that situation. You've got us, we're gonna be helping you through that process. Okay. The intermediary companies that we use are gonna be sending follow-up letters. They're gonna be saying, hey, you've got 30 days left. You've mm -hmm. got 15 days left. So you're not going to oh. miss that 45-day period with us because we're going to be following up. We're going to say, hey guys, let's get out there and look again. We need to get those three properties on your list. Oh, that's really keep. nice. So with us, you're not going to have to worry about tax. Okay. We're not going to let that happen. And then the other thing is, you know, we work very closely with the brokers on the three properties that you have put on your list. We're going to tell them, hey guys, okay. we're in the middle of a 1031 exchange. We want to make sure if we put a contract in that you're going to be able to cooperate with us in this 1031 exchange. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to pull the property out from the market. So we're going to definitely be working closely with the broker mm -hmm. of your replacement property purchase. Okay. So that's really nice. So you don't just yeah. give someone the paper yeah. and so we and don't just say we got our commission on the sale, good luck. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And so okay. when we get those three properties again, we know that you have 180 days that you must close on one of those three properties. Mm -hmm. So we are going to do our due diligence and help you to evaluate what is the best of those three properties, what okay. seems to be the best situation um, for you. We want to be able to trust the other people, the other brokers, so we'll help mm -hmm. you through that process. Definitely. Okay, okay. So here's another question, kind yes. of. Yeah, I sort of yeah. asked this already, but I'm gonna yeah. ask it a different way. Mm -hmm. So does someone always have to pay capital gains when they sell an investment property? If they don't use a 1031 exchange? Uh, not all the time, RJ. Sometimes, you know, when our market was slower in 07, 08, we had losses. So sometimes mm. there are no gains. Our market now is, is pretty hot. We have a seller's market. So I would say in most okay. cases, we're probably going to be looking at a gain. Um, you wouldn't really need to do a 1031 exchange if you don't have a gain. You wouldn't be needing that. The 1031 exchange is kind of like a safe harbor for sellers that have this huge gain, but they don't want to keep this property. They want to, maybe they want to, mm -hmm. like let's say you have a property in Denver, you've got a rental property in Denver. You want to get a rental property in the mountains, okay? So maybe someday you retire up in that property, right? Mm. So you can use that 1031 process to sell your home in, not your home, your re uh, residential rental property or your business property in Denver. Mm -hmm. And then you can go up, identify three properties in Breckenridge, Keystone, and Fraser, and then close on one of those properties within 180 days. Okay. Okay. And the other thing to note with the 1031, you don't have to just buy one property. The main thing is that you must buy property of equal or greater value than the property you're selling. So you could actually identify, you could actually purchase more than one property. Oh, okay. So you okay. can sell so you a can property that's... Five hundred thousand and uh -huh. buy two that are two hundred or three hundred thousand. Correct. Right. Just so it's greater than the property that you sold. The okay. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So it's kind of nice. So if you want to buy two condos, you can do that. 
Okay. They just have to, again, we go back to the 45-day rule. You have to have identified those properties in the, within the first 45 days. Okay, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. so, so here's a question I get a lot, and I'm, yes. not, a, I'm not a tax professional or a CPA, so mm -hmm. I don't uh, pretend to have the answer to this, but if someone's selling a primary residence, mm -hmm. in what circumstances do they have capital gains tax for that type of a sale? Right, that's a great question, RJ. So in order to avoid that, they have to have lived in the property. There's a couple rules. You have to have okay. lived in the property for two of the last five years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's number one. Okay. They have to, if they're married, they are automatically excluded for up to 500,000 of gain if they're married, filing oh. a joint return. Okay. If they're single, head of household, they get $250,000 excluded automatically if they're selling their primary residence. Okay. Yeah, so in those, those three ways, they can avoid the tax, RJ. Okay. If they have a gain higher than 500000 with their primary residence, then they will be paying capital gain. Okay. If okay. it's a married filing joint couple. Okay. So, Cheryl, there's just, I mean, so much, so much uh, increase in value in the Denver area right now. What's your opinion on where's this crazy market going? I mean, is it going to keep going up, in your opinion? I feel like it, it is going to continue to go up slightly. I don't think we're going to see the growth that we've seen in the last two years. Absolutely, that exponential growth that we've seen. I don't. I don't think we're going to see that, RJ. Okay. I think we're going to see a little bit of growth, um, but but not like what we've seen in the last two or three years. Okay. That seems to be what a lot of people think. Right. Because it's it been is. going up so much for the last few years. Right. Okay. And and we're still in a shortage. You know, our inventory is still less than the demand but I don't think it's going to be as much as it has been in the past. Okay, okay. Well, um, I appreciate your thoughts on that topic. That's really interesting stuff. I didn't know that much about 1031s before you shared that with us. So You're so welcome. Very much appreciate Great it. Great to talk to you. So I have a few questions that I always like to ask all of our guests. The first one is, what is your favorite place to go in Colorado? Fraser, Colorado is my favorite place. I love, I love it. Too. I love it. It's kind of an untouched place, and you've got still got the skiing, the mountain biking, uh, hiking. Yeah, so. the biking is great up there. The biking's awesome. Yeah. But I, but don't tell anyone because I, don't want, I, I like it too, and I don't want more people yeah, up there. Exactly. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, my second question is, what's a book that you would recommend to our audience? I'm always looking for awesome new books. Oh yeah, fantastic. Um, I love the one thing. It's by Gary Keller. Ah uh, yes. I've read just that kind of well. helps you to focus, and yeah, it's a great book. It's a very good one. And my last question is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I think, RJ, I would want to be able to read minds. It's, sometimes it's hard to, you know, read what people are, you know, read people. So I think that would really help kind of understand their situation, especially in our business. Uh, you're not reading my mind right now, are you? I, I don't, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that, that would be an interesting superpower to have. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, once again, I just wanted to say thanks to Cheryl Jordan with Aegis Real Estate. She's right there in downtown Golden, really fun area. Um, I've seen her office there in Golden. It's a fun little spot, and uh, appreciate you guys listening today. Um, my name is RJ Baxter with RealEstateTalkDenver.com, and you guys have a great rest of your day.